This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Two points in two games in his first two weeks in charge for David Flitcroft. But as the weekend approaches... Can he get all three in the third meeting against Knox County this season in what is his third game in charge? We're going to find out as we talk about that and much, much more tonight here on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Why? Well, because Mansfield always matters. I'm Craig Priest. Alongside me this week, we have Cam Felton. Hello. We've got Simon Mercer. Good evening. And chomping away on a biscuit over there in the far corner, it's Mr Nathan. I just swear Danny only comes to this podcast for, uh, for the tea and the biscuits. Yes. Yep, it's good. Evening. It's, it's good. He's it's, it's, it's happy. Nathan's happy. He's got his biscuits. So uh, so there you go. If you've got any comments or questions tonight, as always, get them in, in, in the comments box below. And if you listen to the audio version of this, do you want to finish my sentence? Because you know what I'm going to say now, don't you? No? You usually like finishing my, my sentences, though, don't you? Okay. Well, if you listen to the audio um, version of this, then... Where were you? 6.30 oh. every Thursday. <laughs> Ish. Ish. Thank yeah. you. There you go. Uh, we start, as always, with the connection question. Well, actually, that this week, that's actually a little bit of a lie. I've got a brand new feature for you, fellas. Are you ready for this one? Okay. It's called Oddballs. So it's very similar. There is a, it is connected to Knox County. I'm going to reveal the answer at the end of the show. And you at home as well, if you're watching on the live stream, can get involved as always if you want to. I want to know who is the odd one out out of the following four players, all of which have played for both the Stags and Knox County. But who is the odd one out? The names are Matt Somner, John Thompson, Kieran Freeman and Mark Stellar. Nathan, do you think you know who the odd one out is? Yeah, I think so. You do? Uh, Simon, any no idea? idea, but I'll hazard a guess. You're going to hazard a guess. Can you think? You know, I haven't got no idea. So I'm looking one for four chance. I'm look, well, that's well, it. Yeah. One in four chance. I'm looking for the odd ball, the odd one out between Mark Stellard, Matt Somner, John Thompson, and Kieran Freeman, all of which have played for the Stags and Knox County at some point in the careers. But which one of those four, in particular? is the odd one out. We'll reveal all at the end of the show. Get your comments coming in if you want to have a guess on the live feed. Sticks a rock up for grabs for the winner if you manage to get it right later on. 
in the podcast. Right then, let's get started with the nitty gritty. Nathan, I'll start with you. Second game for David Flickcroft and second point on the board, a one-all draw at home to Colchester United. What did you make of it? Uh, two points dropped, I think. We uh, we should have won that. I mean, you could The hat's gone, by the way. Cam's got rid of the oh hat. God. It's, it's it means gone. business. Um, yeah, I think... I mean, personally, I think Lincoln was two points dropped, but... You got to take that one on the on the chin, really, and as you know, and <laughs> as it was, just a late goal. But this one, I think we should have just. Well, I wouldn't say put the game to bed. Well, I wouldn't say we saw the game out. I mean, more, more put the game to bed. We should have got another one and probably took that little bit more risk and uh, and finished them off. But it's a bit. I I think a two points out of six is pretty disappointing. I think mm. it was a difficult game, wasn't it? I think. If you look at the two halves, Simon, it was completely, completely different performances. First half, we looked lively. It looked like the things he'd worked on in training to sort of begin to implement a little bit. We looked mm. quite sharp. And then second half, it was, well, it was it was a, a myth. Yeah, it, it, quite a bit of a strange one, really, because I was, we were sat, I was sat with my dad and my sister, and uh, I said to them, when we were in like the first 10 or 15 minutes of the game, I kind of said... You could tell Flitcroft been with them a lot longer because we were playing good football, you know, we were passing it round. And then I think there was like one incident in like the first 10 minutes of the second half and we just kind of, it. we went to pot and that was it. That was it for the rest of the game and it was like, what happened there? You know, and a bit frustrating that we didn't, like Nathan says, kill them off and you know get the second because I think if we'd have got the second I don't think they'd have come back from that to be honest but hey help the only thing that bothers me is that we had all this attacking threat and we had the intent and we looked dangerous going forward and then like you said that one decision in the second half and everything just disappeared we just lost it we are always mm. on the back foot we were second up ball or yeah it was just every time that the ball was up in the air nobody went for it or it'd be like Danny Rose or Paul Anderson, the same people mm. going for it every time, and they just lose it every time because they're absolutely shattered. Mm. I think David Flickcroft actually did say in his uh, interview afterwards, he says it was like they run out of ideas and it was just pumping the ball up to Danny. And obviously, Colchester knew what were coming, and so they, did, they were defending it quite well. It became quite easy for them in the end, didn't they? I think yeah. it's that thing again, isn't it? Of, you used to something for so long you just revert back to tight which is so frustrating me and you I've purposely sat me and you apart tonight because I don't know whether we're going to dis- have another disagreement but we're going to be talking about before this before you tonight. say it when he come on he played really well thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> nice to be friends with you I've got to agree with that he did He did look solid at the back It's. it was and annoying when Xander had to go off because obviously yeah, Xander's solid at I the back I think Xander were man at match for me and, up until, until up until the point that he got injured, That's he was man of match for me. He never missed anything in the air or well anything full stop. He was like a rock for me, and I thought he deserved man of the match. I think it's just down to the fact that obviously we made two subs at half time, and then we mm. had to make a change in the in the second half so early. Yeah, I think that's what made it such an uphill task for us in the second half, especially because we couldn't exactly yeah, we right. couldn't we had no way of changing. Because obviously we'd use the three subs, so we had to they go should, out there I think there should be a new ruling for that. <laughs> if you get injured, you should be able to bring four one of your players on that you've already took off. Yeah, and, and balance it out a little bit. Uh, but play, but have them like in the same position. You can't. 
if if a midfielder was injured, you couldn't bring a striker on. Yeah, because there would be so many. Yeah. Players fading injury in the last ten minutes exactly. after all the three subs yeah, yeah. wouldn't they? That'd be. But if if you were genuinely injured, like Mellis actually was, yeah. and you could tell every time he kicked ball, he winced or you know he, he were like on floor. You know, surely there should be some thing across the board where like you could take take him off, but actually bring somebody back on that you've already took off. Was that the thing which cost us towards the end? Do you think, Nate? Because you got Mellis who came on. Obviously, looking to make an impression, looking to change the game. Within the first five minutes of coming on, he gets uh, a really it gets a knock, and then if it becomes progressively harder and more difficult for him. Mm. Then Zander gets a knock, and by which time we've made all three subs. Mm. Is that perhaps where we went wrong? Because I think I personally believe, looking at the bench and looking at the way that they were sending the instructions to the players who were also on the bench, I personally believe in the last sort of ten minutes or so, had we not made all three subs due to Diamond going off. We would have changed one of the strikers yeah. and gone for it. Is think, that what changed it? I think he gambled too early. He made, made too many subs too early, and that's that. That was probably obviously quite costly. I mean, sometimes it pays off. If you didn't get an injury for the rest for the rest of the game, then it's fine. You know, you've made the subs and you've changed it, and you've had the impact that you wanted. But I think you've always got to leave that one sub available at least till eighty <coughs> minutes, seventy-five minutes, uh, just in case of anything like that that happens. Like you say, was. I mean, really, I think Mellis probably should have gone off and we should have played with 10 men because at the end of the day, he probably would play a key role in the rest of the season. But now, playing on it, he said, they have said that he'd probably done more damage than um, than he would have done off if he came off. So, you know, it's a difficult situation to be in. So I think he just played his cards way too early. Yeah, looking at some of the comments from David Flickcroft as well today, it suggests that neither Mellis or Diamond have trained properly before... Uh, today and uh, mm. obviously they spoke this morning before training so possibly both could have been back in training today but even then you three training sessions behind the rest of the team mm. and whilst he says he wants to get them fit for Saturday it will probably be neither that, yeah, that you'd, yeah you'd be taking a big big risk if any any of those players would be in the squad it, well, in the whole sixteen, to be honest, you, you'd be taking a massive risk. And we've got such a good squad anyway. Is there mm. any need to take the risk, really? Well, that's the thing. You also think about the depth in the squad. Obviously, we've we, we did miss Reece Bennett on Saturday. I can honestly say, yeah. I, think, I think we did. Yeah. But fortunately, <laughs> yeah. he, he is back from suspension now. I believe. But I don't know if yeah, you guys. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, at the end of the game. But Christian Pierce actually limped off as well. Yeah. It was starting to get those yeah, little niggles now. They've not little... mentioned Christian, so he must be all right. Yeah, you'd hope so, unless they're just trying yeah, to just keep that leg hush hush and, yeah. and not say anything. But even so, I know we have a bit of banter about him anyway. I'm glad you said what you did, because <laughs> I was watching the game, and uh, as soon as he came on, there's a couple of people who sit behind us who are of the same opinion of you, that Digby's you know, one of the worst players to ever done a Mansfield shirt. Uh, I won't go that far. No, no, but I, I'm I won't just, go that, won't go that far. He's that worse than Digby. I'll give you that example. Um, it's and they always criticised him whenever he's, he's come on, but mm. he, he won every single header. His positional play, um, he forced players to to go into wider positions, and nothing came from it. Mm. He got three or four good blocks in. And then at the other end, sent a header crashing against the bar, head of one down in the mix as well, which nearly saw Mellis score as well. I actually text my mate, who, who messes me and says, I see they've brought your mate on. And I text him and I said, just before he had that header, I says, he's going to score a winner. 
he's going to score a winner and then like he hit bar and just before the corner just, came in I went yeah. this would be great if Digby scores <laughs> <laughs> oh, which, was, which was funny but the point I want to come to is obviously you know looks like Xander's not going to be fit I wouldn't risk him in a local derby personally in, with the way he pulled no. up on, on Saturday mm. I think we've got oh, I'll probably get shot down for saying this but I think we've got bigger games which are going to mean more in the long run in the next sort of week, couple of weeks or so, especially over the Easter weekend when you've got both Accrington and, and Luton yeah, in that top weekend, two. top two. Um, I wouldn't risk him on that. Bennett back in definitely one hundred percent if his suspension's over, which I believe it is. It was only yeah, one, one game, game ban. Mm-hmm. Um, if Pierce is struggling, who knows? But for me, Digby at centre half wouldn't be a bad option because. He gives us something in both boxes. At centre-half, he's used to that position. He's played under Flickcroft there as well. Flickcroft knows what he can do. And I just think that aerial sort of presence in both boxes mm. would just give us that bit of an edge against a Notts County side who don't like it in the air. So uh, Fair enough, it's a completely changed Notts County team to what we played earlier this season. But Digby had an absolute stormer against them in the Checker trade. All right, don't calm down. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> he did, honestly. I think that's... Pro- that's other than Saturday, that's by far the best game I've seen him play all season. But he, looked, he was just solid. He was I'm, just everything. He looked comfortable. He did. He looked yeah, comfortable. As a back four as well, with Digby in it, those 15 minutes when he came on and played 15 or whatever it was minutes, I think that's probably the most comfortable he looks as a back four for the past five, six games. Because even going back to Exeter when we, we were all sat together and we, I don't think any of us had any fingernails left for, for the past <laughs> of the second half. I think they just grew yeah. back. <laughs> barely got any yeah. fingers left and I don't fingernails. Exactly. It, we need to find a comfort and if we can find an edge, a comfort and an edge in both boxes because we'll talk about this more in depth later and we want your comments on this as well at home guys as well is we the the result on Saturday either way it could define the season so it's a huge huge for me game. I don't know about you guys but after the two results for me it's a must win yeah definitely regardless yeah. whether it's local derby if it had been you know if it had been Yeovil or Forest Green or anybody like that, somebody completely different and not not scanty. It is a must-win yeah. game. Mm. Massively. Let's have a look at a quick look at some of the comments. If you want to get your opinion in, uh, do so in the comments. If you're watching the uh, live feed, if you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? Thursday, six thirty <laughs> uh, for the live stream on that. To have your say on your team, why? Well, because Mansfield really does matter. Uh, Wayne says, uh, "Hey, up from the stakes down, Seth." Uh, Gene says hello from Belgium. We were we, blimey. Yeah, I say we're reaching really? all corners uh, of the globe uh, tonight. Uh, good evening <coughs> to uh, Dan and to Craig, who says. Um, Personally, I thought Christian Pierce was struggling and limping since about fifteen minutes in. He did seem to. He didn't like mm. going for. He, he didn't use to go on a few of his wandering runs that he was doing, no. did he? So maybe he's got a point. Uh, and Shelley says, we need players 100% on Saturday. It's a massive game after three <laughs> draws at home. Uh, flip-flop brings challenge, yes, so far as Stag's boss. It is, and let's talk about that a little bit, Nath. Obviously, he's coming, he knew what the challenge was on a whole, but to not have a win under his belt yet and then to be going to Notts County away, mm. who there's a, there's a rivalry with anyway, there's even more of a rivalry with this whole stupid mind the gap shenanigans yep. <laughs> uh, and all this whatever 4,000 plus fans and I'm going to be honest and again shoot me down or, or whatever um, a majority of which aren't going for the football nope. they're going for a drink and for a fight um, which is wrong um, but even so if they're making some noise whatever 4,000 fans getting behind you there's a lot of pressure 
on Flickcroft's shoulders, isn't there, on Saturday? I think there is, and like I say, the fact I think the, the main thing behind that is the fact that he hasn't already had his first win. And I think that's the worst part of it all, really. Um, but you know, on the flip side, you can look at him. What a first game it would be to get his to get it. What a win! It, well, I'll try that again. What a game <laughs> Mate, it would is, be to get his first live. win. You do know this is yeah, live. Yeah, cut right? it. Come no, on, cut it. Edit oh, are we not got a delay on this. No, sorry. No. no. So yeah, it would be uh, obviously a great game to get his first win. So um, obviously, fingers crossed for that. But what I hope is, um, I just hope it's. <coughs> Given him that little bit of extra, I, I don't want to say he hasn't had the fight before, but I just want to see him be a bit more energised and just think, right, you know, this is, you know, we know how much the fans want it, and just hope sort of he wants it because we know the players want it. So I just think hopefully he just goes for it a bit more, and hopefully we set up out there to to go and beat them and 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 take the game to them a bit more. Well, fingers crossed. Two back-to-back uh, draws, of course, have left new boss David Flickcroft frustrated and now facing the prospect, as Nathan says, of securing his first win in his first local derby. This week, uh, Flickcroft has fought against uh, conditions to have a full week's training ahead of the clash and speaking at this morning's uh, press conference, he explains why with 10 games to go, togetherness is pivotal to success. It was important we stayed together. There was a reserve game that Demps and Coops took. You know, it was important that we got all the boys, you know, over at St George's and uh, put a put a session on that again, just given that more detail of what I want, what I'm after. There's been an intensity to the learning. There's been an intensity to what they do, and um, you know that's really important. I think whatever club you take over, you always get a surge of intensity in everything, and you've just got to look for that drop off period. But. You know that's not come, and um, they're a fantastic group to work with. They really are, and uh, I'm understanding the dynamics of it every day that I'm, I'm manager, um, and understanding what makes them tick, and, and getting to know the players as well. You know, it's really important understanding what their cause is as individuals. I think if you're in sport, you know, you've got to deal with press, you've got to deal with the social media, you've got to deal with the fans and uh, the veracity of that at times. But all that is background noise. You know, when when you actually strip it down. We've got to go there and what happens on the green, what happens on the pitch is the key factor. We've got to keep making them understand that that's the key focus. They can't come off that. Like in any big competition, that's where you've got to have your focus, stick to the game plan. And that's what you know I'll certainly bring to, to any game. But in the big games, you have got more what I call background noise and, um, and more pressure to deal with. You know, And it's how we take that pressure from the players. And, um, and how they perform and commit but they certainly know that um, the plan will be built during the week and then uh, you go out and execute that plan David Flickcroft there speaking at uh, this morning's press conference you can watch the full video of that on the club's official uh, media platform mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow Simon and Nathan and Cam you're all listening along to that um, he knows the challenge that, that's ahead of him listening to it what do you think? Well he seems to be saying all the right things so it's just a case of can he get that, um, you know, message across to the players. You know that that's the main thing. That I know we said it last week, but the players have got to want it. The players have got to be on the same im sheet as as David, and want to win the game. And we've got to go there. And you know, it's a local derby, and us four here and. You know, everybody else listening or watching or whatever, you know, we want to go down there and we want to make as much noise as possible and get behind the boys. And hopefully, they put on a performance, a match winning performance, so it gives us so much to cheer about. Nathan, you said in there um, about staying focused and the game plan. 
you were looking a little bit worried when he was saying that because I think it's fair to say over the last two games he's had a game plan going into the game then at half time it started to go a little bit wrong and come a little bit unstuck yeah I think if he's got a game plan he needs to have a a game plan B and a game plan C uh, I think that's something that we lacked and if he said it in after the game against Colchester he said that we ran out of ideas well in some ways it's his responsibility to, to change it then and try and get them to try something different so that bit you know, I, you know, I'm a bit worried about that. And the other thing that he said that I just, I, I don't know what he means by it. Well, by saying ignoring the background noise, because sometimes I think that with a derby, and I'm going to refer back to our last two managers, Adam Murray and Steve Evans. They, All right, I popped up again. <laughs> oh, he's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> but he treated them as proper derbies. You know, he didn't try and play it down. He didn't try and say oh, it's just another game or anything like that. He, they, they, well, they both, you know, built it up as a derby and then we performed in them. You know, you know, Adam Murray's got some great results against uh, against the local derbies, and you know, so did Steve Evans. So, I I rather see them built up rather than played down, and just because I think it it builds up for the players as well for them to go in there and think that we're in a fight and we need to go and put in a performance. What do you make of that, Cam? I say I just think one thing that I do like is that we've got a, group- a game plan. Well, yeah, for a start, <laughs> but we've got a group of players that some have been here for quite a while. They yeah. understand. <clears throat> what it means to the town, what it means to the fans, what it means to the owners yeah. and all the staff at the club, what it means to beat Notts County and the games, how important they actually are. So like your Danny Rose, your Mal Bennings, your Christian Pierce, your Reese Bennett, players that have been there and done it, beating Notts County in the past, uh, they just understand how intense their games actually are and their mindset that they need to have to go into them games. Just looking at some of the comments uh, coming in, uh, let's just have a quick look at this one. We'll talk more about what our size would be uh, later on. But Craig says, I might get shot down here, guys, but what would you say to a 3-5-2 with Logan, Bennett, Pierce, Digby, Anderson, Atkinson, McDonald, King, Hamilton, Angle and Hemmings up front? No Danny Rose in that starting line. And Angle, let's get him out there straight away. Yeah, Yeah, not a fan, are you, mate? Not a fan, no. Um, But he's got a point... Um, you know, I think bar angle there, um, I probably agree with that that starting lineup. But the only other change I would make is I'd want Mcdonald in more of an attacking role than a defensive role. Yeah, it's been bothering me for the last two games that he's, he's, he's like a wasted he? player because we know mm. what McDonald's cap- capable of, of. And I think because of the performances he's put in this season, it's made him for me the player of the season. But I don't think it's any coincidence the fact that he's dropped deeper and he probably hasn't played as well. I'm just looking at that and I'm just thinking I like it and I like the, the thought process behind it. I would probably just alter it very, very slightly. Same back three, um, almost same midfield. I would put McDonald, as you say, Nathan, a little bit higher and put him in that hole mm. behind the front two. Yep. Uh, the front two would be Rose and Hemmings because even though Rose has maybe just sort of gone off the boil a little bit, maybe with a little bit of tiredness and with the amount of games and what have you, him and Hemmings as a partnership work and they understand each other. Mm. And I think he... Rose loves Mansfield Town. Oh, he'll does. get himself fired up for a derby. The change it would make is actually Hamilton. Hamilton and King would be the two that I wouldn't have in there. King's not impressed me at all since really signing Bar. He's probably. Would you put Cam's in? I wouldn't actually. Um, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, and I'll tell you for what, I think we've got better players sort of uh, in there and in and around there. If Mellis is fit, I would put Mellis mm. in, in there and let him and McDonald just. Alternate between that whole role and uh, failing that, I might be tempted to go with you know 
maybe a Hemmings out wide and Anderson in the middle somewhere and just shore it up a little bit. But the one change, the key one for me is, is Hamilton. I don't think he's been at his best for the last couple of games. And I think Benning looks like there's a goal coming from Melbourne. And I think if he's in that sort of wing-back role and you've got him and Anderson on either side, when Nuts County inevitably come at us, you can drop those two back in. It becomes more of a back four, mm. a back five, exactly. and shores it up a and little bit. Know, you've got those options. And we know that Anderson can play that right-back right role because he's played it. Well, Anderson can play anyway. Most really, of, face well, it. he can. Yeah, he he's can. played there most of the season. Mm. And honestly, Benning, he's... Even though he's a defender, he, he likes to get forward. We know he can create something spectacular, and he just it just brings something different to the game. And I think, yeah, CJ has been off of it, and I think CJ is not actually a bad defender. He isn't. No, he does. He does defend he, when well, he gets back. He's not actually a bad defender. Same with Danny, Danny Rose. He's been his best defender this season. To, you know, Tony Cheat. But every time that. The ball's just been scrambling around. You just need someone to clear it. It's always been Danny Rose as there, just to hoof it away. The thing, the thing about CJ, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of CJ. I think he's a player that sort of... He's, he's one that we haven't had for a while that gets you a bit excited when he gets the ball because you know he's got the pace and you know sometimes he does run, run wing, wing, rings around the defenders. <laughs> wings, can't talk tonight. Um, but the, the, I think... If he doesn't, if he, if he doesn't like, if he doesn't start, I think he's got to be a player that will that has got to come on. So I think he, he's just with his pace, he could go in and damage any any team in this league. But then he does sometimes go missing in the in the big games. He's done it quite a few times this this season. You know, Chesterfield, for example, swindled away. You know, the big games where we needed him, he went missing. So obviously, there's a risk that could happen again. But like I say, if he doesn't start, I'd, I'd, I would always bring him on from the bench. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a few more comments coming in. Uh, Paul says, Flickcroft's two games have been shocking. Uh, David also says, and no different to uh, Evans' last game against uh, Coventry. Uh, and Ben says, in quotation marks, CJ is not a bad defender. And then some crying, laughing faces. Clearly different some opinion uh, <laughs> uh, on uh, that one. Um, in terms of, of that, then obviously, just going back to sort of the last sort of Biggish local derby away from home, which was not uh, was sorry Lincoln um, earlier on in the season. Um, an interesting one, really, because Rose didn't start that game. We were all looking at the team sheet, thinking. Mm. Then he came on and had that impact. Do you think the same mentality would work again? Because I think mm. another man who was not sort of mentioned it again. I probably won't get shot down for mentioning his name. Is uh, that of Jimmy Spencer mm. against the Notts County side? Just going for the the, the height and the way he can hold and play maybe he can sort of bring in and get a little bit more out of Kane Hemmings yeah I'll probably get shut down for this being a bit controversial hey it's all about (laughs) on the show why because Mansfield matters exactly I would be tempted maybe maybe perhaps not against Notts County or maybe against Notts County to drop both Rose and Hemmings and play Spencer and Angle that is controversial. So that's the one. And I know Nathan. Nathan's <laughs> no. like shaking his head. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I would put. I, I agree with Spencer. I think he he would be a good player, but I, no, I wouldn't drop both Hemmings and Rose, and especially just, not for Angle. Sorry. Just going off Angle's kind of um, attitude towards the game. When uh, when Steve Evans were here, he just seemed to walk and just slump in the chair, and you know that's it. But now he seems to be. Seems to have like a bit of a spark about him. Nah, 
Well, I mean, David Flickcroft said that he can turn him into the striker that we all yeah, want him to be. Giving a lot of attention to him. Yeah. He said he's, you know, he wants to really work for him because he's a potential. So and maybe he's prioritised him over Ricky Miller, but I think personally, and this is uh, this is just my opinion, I think there's a lot more to that situation which meets the eye. But I hope um, so. So I hope he hasn't just been just been yeah. part of the picture for but then the again pure. we're likely to be talking about this and then he'll come in Saturday and, and score twice and be a hero I, I want him to I, 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 I love that too but yeah I say is there more to it that's the thing yeah. the, one, the, one, the one thing that I think right going back to the Jimmy Spencer thing I think maybe possibly playing Rose and Spencer up front obviously Danny Rose lives and breathes Mansfield mm. and we've, we see that in the big games but Jimmy Spencer thrown out by Notts County because the fans pretty much didn't like him. I know that I've seen a lot of comments, negative comments about him, like he doesn't do much, he's a bit of a donkey, he doesn't, doesn't perform. I, th- I think putting him in the squad would give him... A bit of a fire up. Yeah. I think he's like, a very articulate player as well. He's the same, it's going back years ago to when we first signed Matt Reed. Matt Reed was actually very good on the ball, and that's why a lot of teams can't defend against him. I think Spencer is quite good on the ball, but he's... Is the player who drops a little bit deeper. He's got to have two or three running off him and find his mm. options. I think with the way Flickcroft's been playing, majorly the first halves, because we've gone to pot a little bit in the second half of the last two games, but uh, with the way he's sort of played when he's, he's looked like he's implemented his thing, the way Spencer would play does actually fit quite nicely into that. Mm. Yeah. he. he well, well, we all know that he's not a goal scorer. He's, he's proved that. <laughs> To yeah, be honest, he's got an trick, hasn't he? That was against guys like yeah, hello, yeah, yeah, against, against nine men. Yeah. But yeah. Andy scored away against Morecambe. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, well, controversial. Did, did he? Did he? <laughs> <laughs> um, but as regards to holding the ball up and his in his distribution, it's not actually that bad. It's pretty good. I mean, we went to Cardiff and he had an excellent game against exactly. Cardiff. We were saying it, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. We saying I'll say he's, he, he went in the, into the team not having much game time, thrown in. Mm. What was it for, after what twenty minutes ish? After I can't remember. Something like that. I think was it Hennings that was injured? It was, was Angle, it Angle? wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So we were just chucked in at the deep end, and he he came out and he showed us the potential that he's actually got and the ability that he has. So I think if he can find that sort of um, if he is put in the squad on Saturday or on the bench or whatever and brought on for the last 20 minutes I hope he can find that little bit of little bit of magic just to get it like even if it's just like bringing it down playing it out getting mm. the ball out wide to give us a chance of but in addition to that, we need players like McDonald to be further up the pitch mm. if we're going to have any impact. And just pick up those scraps and yeah. feed on those. Yeah. I'll be so disappointed if the team is comes out and is playing deep. Yeah. yeah. It'll ruin my day yeah. before it starts. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. Uh, keep your comments coming in on the live feed if you want to do so. Obviously, this is a show uh, for you to have your say on your team. Uh, still more to talk about. We're going to be asking you guys uh, for your favourite uh, memorable moments against Knox County later on as well. We'll ask the, the panel theirs uh, as well. Still to talk about the the reserve team as well. We'll talk about a little bit about that in a minute. And we'll be taking a look at the last 10 games are they the biggest 10 games ever? And is this the most hotly contested uh, Notts County versus Mansfield game in the last uh, five, six years or so? Also, we'll be answering the oddballs question at the end of the show. I want to know which one of these is the odd one out. Is it Matt Somner, John Thompson, Karen Freeman or Mark Stallard? All four have played for both the Stags and Notts County, but one of them 
is the odd one out. Let us know which one you think it is and, of course, the reason why. Uh, we'll also hear from Conrad Logan in a couple of minutes or so. But let's quickly take a quick look at uh, the reserves. Don't forget, Nathan, you're going to be in the hot seat for who wants to be a stag's millionaire as well. So start those brains <laughs> turning, those brain cogs ticking over as well. Um, <laughs> make sure you've got a friend to phone as well. You never know. Um, let's have a quick look at this then, uh, Simon. Obviously, um, the reserve team were in action this week. Uh, good, solid win over a, a strongish Morecambe side, a 3 0 win mm. over them at, at Clipston. But it was the youth team involved. I think Keaton Ward with a with a hat trick. Nice to see a youngster getting involved and praise coming his way. But for the first time, um, I'm actually going to praise the fact that we didn't send a strong side purely because it's given Flitcroft and, and Futcher a full week of all the players being together rather than the squad being split. And I think at that at this stage, you must agree, is we that's need, vital, isn't it? We need that togetherness and sending players out to play in a reserve team. To be fair, sometimes, you know, yeah, it's all right going and sending first team players to get game time, but you run the risk of injuries as well. So, and at this present time, moment in time, we need every single player that we've got at the minute. After Saturday, um, you know, Mellis going down, Xander going down, Pierce getting a slight knock, we need everybody to be together and a solid a solid team. And obviously, as Flitcroft said in his press conference, the full thing, obviously, on iFollow, if you want to have a listen to that, uh, the boys trained at St George's Park uh, for, a, for a couple of days this week as well due to the, the weather and waterlogged pitches and what have you. And to have players at that facility and playing the little games and getting to know each other, that just bodes well for players buying into what he wants to do, surely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You can get your, well, you can get your ideas out, you know, on the training pitch, but... You know, with with the facilities that St George has got, you know, you, you can have full range sort of thing. So, you can try different stuff and stuff, things like that. So, yeah, it's a good good thing to have. Peter says, I agree. This is Flitcroft's chance to impose his character on the team. Uh, transition time is running out, and this game for me will will tell me whether the players want promotion or not. Our last games have been sloppy, and for us to only bag three points out of nine is shocking, really, which does go back to the Evans thing as well, but I think there's a, probably a little bit of, of that in Evans maybe knowing he was going even before the, the Coventry game. Mm. Um, whispers are, obviously, he gave the players three days off after the Coventry game and wasn't really fussed about preparing a side for the game after that, and... It, it all does stink of unprofessionalism, but that, yeah. that's that's gone. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, but that's done into it. The, the point is, you know, there's not a transition period. Now, one thing which really annoyed me on on Saturday, coming from the same people who uh, are against Mr. Digby, our friend of the show, um, is uh, is he? No, who knows? Your friend, my friend. That's all is. Yeah, I've got to have one out my phone. <laughs> That's why I do the quizzes and don't do a phone friends. the friend. That's it. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say none of you agree. Um, I think the, the thing, they were sort of saying Flitcroft out after two games it's the wrong appointment it's the wrong this and it's the wrong that the guys had two games in charge less than two weeks not really many training sessions and whoever it was Flitcroft Phil Brown who ironically has ended up at Swindon whether it was Dempster or whoever came into that position at that time they were always going to find they were always going to face not an uphill battle but a mountainous climb really yeah I felt well. I, 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 from the two games so far, I'm not gonna lie. I've been very disappointed, but I couldn't sit there and say Flickcraft out because that's just it's just unrealistic. You're never gonna get a manager to come in in, in this circumstance and, and under a lot of pressure. I would say, given where we are in the league and what's at stake, 
it's not going to be very. It's not easy, is it? It's not an easy job to come in and expect him to put this team together and and get them to go and get six points out of out of six. It's no. Obviously, it's what we want and it's what we all hope for, but. We just got to take on the chin. It's just it's the position we're in, and we can't do anything about it. So, saying uh, Flipcroft out is yeah. not going to really help anything. What gets me is is Mansfield fans are fickle. Yeah. <laughs> well, all football fans yeah, are yeah. fickle. To be honest, it in like a whole football fans are fickle. So these people that are shouting Flipcroft out after two games, what they're going to be shouting if a we manage to get automatic promotion and he gets us up, or b he gets us up through playoffs. Are, are they still going to be shouting for his head then? Exactly. It's it's catch twenty two now. Um, we've also we've heard from the manager so far tonight. Let's hear now from uh, a man we don't tend to hear from often, unless you can hear him from behind the goal. He's got a loud voice to be a very <laughs> yeah. mean comrade Logan. What's he made of uh, David Flickcroft's impact on the side uh, two weeks after he was appointed as state boss? Here's the views of Conrad Logan. He hasn't changed too much, to be honest. You know, he's 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 brought a few little things that, that he wants to bring into the team tactically but you know he's been brilliant I think he's been he's been fantastic since he's come in and it's been received well by, by the lads in the changing room everything's quite positive um, we've had a good run over the last few months and um, there's a there's a good uh, good buzz around the camp and obviously it's a it's a, a local derby and everyone's looking forward to it listen we want to play in big games big crowds um, and local derbies are fantastic but um as a player, I think you know you've you've just got to play the game and not the occasion when it actually goes out there. Um, let the supporters, let everyone else, you know, enjoy the day and and the buzz and, and whatever else. But look, there's only three points like any other game, so we just got to be calm and, and go into the game and, and just play the game and not the occasion, as I say. Whenever there's a full house, it's always you know it's it's something special. There's a lot of times we'll play games and and there'll be Tuesday night games and a long distance away, and you know there's there's you've got to generate your own atmosphere. But once you cross that line on Saturday, you know both sets of supporters will be at it and there'll be a, a great buzz, and that's why we play football. Conrad Logan there, of course, speaking at uh, today's press conference. The full video of that, if you want to see it, is on the club's official media platform, MansfieldTown.net forward slash iPhone. Nathan, you were chuckling away at, at that. Uh, it takes a brave man to battle Conrad Logan, so you're going to be the, you. You can be the one who uh, leads from the front on this one. <laughs> it's just what I said earlier, really. Is the fact that he said it's just another three points, which I I, I get what he means, and from a player's point of view, I understand that. But I just want I I, I don't I'd rather them have the attitude of think you know yes it, obviously if they beat them it's three points obviously you're not going to get any more points with it being a local derby but. There's just more at stake, as in the fact that it is a local derby, and two, where we are in the league, we're just you know three points behind them. We've got a chance of going above them. If, I think if we score two, beat them by two goals. So I think it's three. Is I, it three I, now? That's Cam will tell you my maths. Is sh- you, but I'm sure. Oh, well, work it out. The league, table, the league table's there, Cam. Work it out. You can, well, obviously, yeah. when yeah. we score, they lose. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but whatever. You know, there's, there's yeah. that chance we can leapfrog them, which is and the fact that we've been on a run of not one in three. You know that's the reason why I just think they need to look at it and just. I'd rather it just be more than just three points because they need to up the game and win this one and and treat it like a cup final in some ways and just really go for it. That's that's just all. That's the only bit I you know obviously just for what I said earlier. I'd I'd like to just look at that differently. Yeah, like you say, the players need to want it more than anybody, more than not scanty to be honest. And we need somebody that's just going to take the game, you know, by the scruff of the neck and go for it it shouldn't be too difficult I mean I don't want to be disrespectful to Notts County I'm not being I think 
Kevin Nolan there as a superb manager and yeah. he's going to go really far in the game and what he's done there is fantastic and similar to us actually we've got a chairman who's passionate about the club and passionate about change and development he's gone a little bit too rash in my opinion of, of throwing money in quickly and early whereas Radford's been very meticulous about it and done it over time but you know each to their own each person has a style of, of work whether it's in business whether it's in normal day to day life but I think Notts County have always carried, and this comes from the um, mind the gap saying and the mind the gap things like that. I think Notts County have always had a bit of an arrogance about them. Mm. And oh, I think, yeah. Oh, definitely. From yeah. their perspective, they're going to be thinking, well, they've drawn two, they've got a new manager, the manager's walked out on them, they're not doing great, the fans aren't on fully behind the new manager. I think they, they might, there's a danger for them that they the, might think yeah. the game is won before a ball has been kicked. Well, if it's Liam Noble, then maybe. Yeah, that's oh, it. Yeah. But not said anything. No, not this time. But yeah, you might think that from the players, but like you say, Kevin Nolan's a very good manager, and I think he'll be kind of saying to the to those players, yeah, they may have had two draws, the managers walked out on them, but to them, that it, you know, it, it could be a potential three points for us because if they come out with that attitude yeah and it all clicks into place hopefully on like his third game in charge for us and it clicks into place like we've all said you know we've got a very very good squad and we could actually if we could play higher up the pitch we can we can create them some problems and hopefully get a few goals yeah certainly so final comment before we move on to uh, who wants to be a Stags millionaire and put Nathan in the hot seat um, Shelley says if Flip Flop doesn't win on Saturday at County fans will question if he is the man to take us forward but then again it's not his squad do the players want automatic promotion or are they happy with the playoff place Depends who you are. If you're Paul Anderson, you want to win the league. If you're some well, some of the others, yeah. you know. I, well, I don't know if that's tongue in cheek, but he yeah, says he wants the beard. Do it. Do <laughs> shave yours if we win the league. Yeah. Oh, great. Thank you for that. <laughs> want to win the league? Come on, Haru. Oh, rude. Yeah, so it's all good fun. Um, keep your comments uh, coming in. Are you two having a bit of a loving again? I mean, no, just calm. Uh, just calm. Always. Always just calm. <laughs> keep your comments coming in. Plenty more to talk about on the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans uh, tonight. We want your memorable meetings with Notts County, and we're going to be asking is this the most hotly contested local derby in years? The outcome, of course, can have a massive implications for either side. We'll also take a look ahead to the final 10 games, the final countdown, and uh, have a little bit of a prediction of where at this stage we think we can finish Nathan yes it is time for the uh, who wants to be a Stags millionaire it's making a comeback this week after Cam last time around got yourself up to uh, I think 50,000 points uh, something like that uh, guys if you're watching the live stream at home uh, please get involved by putting your comments of, of the answers uh, in the comments play along if you want to see how far you get and you never know Nathan might need you on one of his lifelines for Ask the Audience uh, the way it works there are 12 questions because I couldn't be bothered to write 15 uh, we start off with 500 points and play all the way up to a million Nathan you've got three lifelines you've got your 50-50 you've got your Ask the Audience which includes uh, Nathan uh, which includes not you because you're answering the question yeah. which includes Simon <laughs> and, uh, Cam so and anyone else <laughs> Why do you know it, Nate? I know. <laughs> Ask myself. And anyone else to uh, 
ask to get involved in the comments and you've also got your phone and friends you can phone anybody in your contact but all you've got to do is put it on loudspeaker and we'll give you the 30 seconds uh, as per uh, to get involved with that understand yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. You're not looking forward to this. But it's, it's just the fact that I, I feel like I'm going to mess up on the easy questions. The that's easy questions. Not, at least you've got multiple well, choice. Well, that's um, why yeah, you have your life runs, isn't it? Uh, okay, we're going to start off with the easy one then. For 500 points. Ready? No. Okay, here we yeah. go. Tough. Which of these is a common bit of equipment used to treat an injury? Is it A, ice tea, B, ice cream, C, ice pack, or D, ice ice baby? I'd so love it to be three of those, but I'm going to have to go for C. It is indeed C. Come on, this is good. 500 points. Moving swiftly on then, of course, this is the last time that you can go home with nothing. This is to secure yourself 1,000 points. Jack Thomas is currently on loan at which of these clubs? Is it Telford, Tamworth, TSB Sunday 11 or Titchford? Tamworth. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Correct answer. You've got yourself 1,000 points. Let's move on to 2,000 points. Which former Jamaican international had a short spell as player assistant to Duncan Russell? Is it A, Paul Hall, B, Paul Holland, C, Paul Ince, or D, Paul Connor? A. Final answer? Paul Hall. Final answer? Yeah. It is indeed Paul Hall. Uh, 2,000 points for 5,000 points. Here we go then. Starting to get interesting now. Remember, you've got all three lifelines available to you in that 50-50. Ask the audience and phone a friend. 5,000 points. Who scored the opening goal of Mansfield Town's FA Trophy campaign as they reached Wembley in 2011? Of course, I'm talking about the 5-0 victory um, over Worksop Town. Was it Simon Grand? Was it Louis Briscoe? Was it Keegan Parker? Or was it Luke Medley? You've got all three lifelines <laughs> available to you if you need them. I've got a feeling there's a few lifelines going to go here. Yeah, yeah. on this one question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not ringing my dad, so I don't think he'll know this one. So I'm not asking, I'm not phoning a friend. No point 50-50 because I haven't got a clue, so I'm going to have to ask the audience. Okay, so uh, asking the audience, uh, guys at home, if you're watching the comments, uh, give you a couple of minutes to get Go on, get on Google, Who quick. scored the opening goal of Mansfield Town's FA Trophy campaign as they reached Wembley in 2011? Was it Simon Grand, Louis Briscoe, Keegan Parker or Luke Medley? Who was it? Uh, Simon and Cam. You've got to help out a little bit here. I'm in the same boat as Nathan. I'm stumped. Oh, come on, guys. Oh, dearie me. If I had to hazard a guess, I would go for Keegan Parker. Okay. I'd have said Luke Medley. I will give you a a clue. One of the people in this room is correct. Do you want to... Dropping midget gems. He's just comes dropping his midget gems. Um, so you've, you've got these <laughs> options. You've got these options. I don't know where gone. You've still got your 50-50. You've still got your phone a friend. You know for a fact that one of these people in this room is right. Simon, you said. Keegan Parker. Cam, you said. Look madly. So if you choose 50-50, one of them is definitely going to be there. One is not. Oh. Um, what I, do you want to do? I, I, or do you want I, to, I can't you want gamble to this. It? I can't gamble this early. I, 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 I feel like gambling, but if you I'm were not to gamble, it. who well, would you go for? <laughs> <laughs> you can walk away with the points you've got, but if you were to gamble, there's no point walking away. So I'm already behind, behind uh, Cam. If you were so. to gamble, has anyone said anything for? at home yet? Um, uh, Shelley says it's Parker. Oh, thank you, Shelley. And that's what I was going to say. That's yeah. I mean, she sounds confident by saying it's Parker. Team yeah. Mercer. And if she's mm. wrong, I'm going to be furious. But I'm going to I'm, I'm going to save my fifty fifty, and I'm going to go with Keegan Parker. 
Nathan. Come on, Shelley. Is that your final answer? Probably. <laughs> Try that <laughs> answer, you probably already. Yes. Final answer. Yeah. You had 2,000 points. You said Keegan Parker. And you've now got. Peter also says Parker, by the way. Hashtag Team Mercer. Hashtag Team Mercer. 5,000 points! It's the right yes. answer! Well Come on. All four of those players, by the way, did score in that game, but Keegan Parker was the first one to score in that game. That, so well, that should be like the, the a million pound question, that. Well, tell you. Mate, if you think that's hard, ah. good luck. Uh, you've got yourself uh, 5,000 points. This is your question for 10,000 points. You've got two lifelines remaining. They are your 50 50 and phone friend. You can walk away with 5,000 points, but remember, Young Camp here is on 50,000. So I doubt you're going to be walking away at this point, mm-hmm. knowing you as I do. No For ten thousand points, here's your ten thousand pa- your ten thousand point question. You don't have to play. During the Stags' first season in the conference, how many times did they face York City in all competitions? Was it three, five, seven, or nine? During the Stags' first season in the conference, in all competitions, how many times did they face York City? Three. Five, seven, or nine. Still got your two lifelines available. If you're watching the comments, uh, you want to hazard a guess, you can do so. I'll read them out and give Nathan a bit of a hand because I'm a nice guy like that because that's what we do mm. on this podcast. Cam and uh, Simon are playing along. They think they know who it is. Who it is? They're figuring it out in their hands. Um, just I think mind. we need more fingers. Yeah, we need more fingers. <laughs> more fingers. Um, I'll read you the question again. During the Stags' first season in the conference, how many times did they face York City in all competitions? Oh. Three, five, seven, oh. or nine? Can you rule any of those out? What jumps out to you, Nate? It can't be nine because that's just way too high. And obviously, we didn't have. There's, there's two cups that we could have been in. Obviously, the FA Cup and the FA Trophy. Mm. Obviously, the league. So there's two. There's two, there's two fixtures there. Um, but interesting that all of the options are odd numbers do you not think yeah um, so obviously there couldn't have been a cup replay because that would be two but then it just depends how many times we played them in the cups I don't know if we played them and in one cup or two cups exactly I mean let's think back That's to the I'm, 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 I mean I'm going to help you out because you're one of my oldest friends so I'm, I'm going to oh, help you out a little bit um, just think back to the first Might year well, of the so further. competitions wise obviously the league yeah You've got the FA Trophy, yeah. you've got the FA Cup, and there was another one in there. Was that In the first season. Oh, was that a Shield thing, wasn't it? Oh, Three, yeah, five, seven, or nine. Three, five, seven, or nine. You've got your two lifelines if I'm you want to use 50, them. 50-50. Okay. I'm going to take away uh, two wrong answers and leave just the right answer and uh, the remaining right answer. Oh, that's fine. Leave two right answers. Well, we might do, but who knows? <laughs> I said, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think I said that. Um, your options are... You're wrong, but you're right. Five and seven. So what I would have said would have been wrong, because I was going to say three, so glad I didn't gamble. Um, oh, I don't Nathan like this game. Comment, Nathan in the comments says, we played them in the Satanta Shield, which I'll, I'll, we did, so that's one. Doesn't really help me, though, I'm afraid. And that was on the telly as well, I believe. Don't think it could, was. Well, it's a Tanta sure. Sports. No. It yeah, it was Tanta Sports. Because they had what like, yeah, channel yeah, used to be. Yeah. yeah. I think it was used yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are only about 10 people there, and we lost on penalties. I can remember. The penalties, <laughs> I was there. The, the, oh. I think we all got free tickets. Anyways, I digress. Uh, hey. Five or seven, Nathan. If you use your 50 50, you've got one lifeline remaining, you can use that if you want to. I'm going to go for five. 
I'm just going to go for it. You had 5,000 points. You say five. I can tell you Nathan Edge. It's the right answer. Oh, I say wrong then. Two in the league. The FA Cup fourth qualifying round. The FA Cup fourth qualifying round replay yep. makes it uh, four. And uh, the fifth one was the Satanta Shield five yeah. uh, times round. Keep your uh, guesses <laughs> for the answers coming in in the comments. We, were right. we are well, in the yeah, middle we right. of the uh, Who Wants to Be a Stag's Millionaire. Nathan has got right. one lifeline remaining. We got that right. They, the, <laughs> Eventually. Got it, it, it right. He's I'll get my phone out now, shall I? Get ready, get ready to, to ring you. Dad, I hope you're watching. Nathan, for 20,000 points, you can walk away with those points if you want to. Uh, Cam, of course, on 50,000, so I'm sure you want to get up there as well. Which current League Two playoff rival did the Stakes face in a pre-season friendly in preparation for the 2003-2004 season? Was it Wickham, Luton, Notts County or Coventry City? Who did we play in a pre-season friendly 2003-2004? Which current League Two playoff rival did the Stags face in the pre-season friendly? The clue is in the question in the term playoff rival. Uh, if you're watching on the comments, you're watching on the live stream, uh, have a guess in the comments and help Nathan out a little bit. He can use his phone a friend if he wants to. Can I have the answers again? They are Wickham, Luton, Notts County and Coventry. Logic. Uh, I'm going to come to. Why are you thinking? I that think. I, what, what's what's going through your head? Other than I'm thinking. I hate you, Craig, and never want to be friends with you. Nathan says commentary, not yeah, commentary. Well, that's who I'm thinking because they would have been a higher league. So obviously, you normally play teams in different leagues, and I'm sure we played not because I was thinking I'm mean, not counting because they're local, but we was in the same league as them that season, if I remember right. So we wouldn't have played them. <coughs> So I'm thinking Coventry because they were hired, would have been higher up in the league, whether they've been championship or whatever. I don't know. Um, so that's just—I don't think it'd be Luton or Wickham. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to go for Coventry. Final answer. Yeah. You had twenty. You had uh, ten thousand points. You've now got twenty thousand mm. points. Correct answer. And as you say, uh, not counting in the same division, Wickham you wouldn't really play the pre-season friendly, and Luton no. again likewise. Um, for fifty thousand points, you've got to get this right. To, with Cam okay? and this is the last part this is the last time you get a question wrong that you can drop back down to a thousand by the way you can walk away with your 20,000 if you want you might as well play it you've got your phone and friend can you tie with Cam who refereed the 2003-2004 playoff final against Huddersfield Town <laughs> Howard Webb Mark Clattenburg Mike Dean or Stuart Atwell who refereed the 2003-2004 uh, playoff final against Huddersfield Town? Howard Webb, Mark Clattenburg, Mike Dean or Stuart Atwell. You do have your phone a friend available to you. I think I know this, but I'm not risking this. I don't think. <laughs> You're not going to risk it? <laughs> no, I'm going to ring my dad. You're going to ring your phone so, a friend? Okay. Yeah, so it's going to ring my dad. Okay, get your dad on the phone. Put it on loud. Uh, that's uh, speaker. Um, and then um, what are the answers? Call dad mobile. Dad, this, mobile. this could go terribly wrong. We've never done this yet before. Uh, if you're watching the comments, uh, shout, shout, shout out. Shelley says Mark Clattenburg. It's ringing. When he answers, I'll speak to him first. Yeah, if he answers. If he answers, this Come could on, be quite Dad, awkward. Don't do this to me. I mean, I'm, if he's going to answer, I'll bring the house phone. Because you probably saw an answer, but... You never know, it's ringing. This is... This is tense stuff here. This is what you this get when you're live. 
Don't do pre-records, it's boring. Live TV. I can tell you that Shelley Mc... Oh, answer phone. Oh, dear. Right, I'll try the house phone. I was going to try the house phone. Then if not, you know, you've got Shelley's number, haven't you? you yeah, yeah, yeah. Number. You, mean, you can number. ring Shelley on Nathan's behalf, because she seems to know the answer in the comments, I'm just saying. So, you know. She, I know the answer. Yeah, you know the answer. <laughs> yeah. well, I think know I know the answer. The answer. Yeah. What, what do you think the answer is? I mean, you've Nathan. used your phone a friend now, so you've got to use it anyway. Um, um, I was going to say Mark Clattenburg. Okay. My gut instinct. Okay, gut instinct says Clattenburg. Shelley says oh Clattenburg. I never ring my house number. Okay, I've got it. You can't remember his house number. He's going to ring my house now. Too fast for people to hear. It's all good fun. He's going. Yeah. What are you going to do if Michelle answers? You, you She's dance. not the Mrs. friend of friend. Oh, she is if she well, answers. Oh, come on, don't do that. It all hinges on who answers. They've gone out for tea. Yeah, that's it. They've abandoned you. Oh, my dad's been watching. He knows that it's coming up. Ooh. Hello. Hello. Hi, it's my dad. Let's go. Uh, Mick, we're in the middle of the podcast here. I've got Nathan. We're playing a very pivotal game of who wants to be a stag millionaire, and your son really needs your help. Right. It, it's, it's, it's for 5,000, 50,000 points, not not a cash value. So it doesn't matter if you get it wrong, although he says if you do get it wrong, he'll never speak to you again. Uh, I'm going to get, Cam's going to get his stopwatch up. The next voice you're going to hear. I could probably get this one wrong then. Well, you never. The next voice you're going to hear is going to be uh, Nathan. He's going to read you the question. You know what the question is, don't you, Nathan? Or do you need me to read it? Oh, you read it. I can't uh, remember. I'm going to read the question. Then you're going to have 30 seconds uh, to uh, give your answers. All right, Mick? Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Here we go. Cam, uh, start the clock. Who refereed the 2003-2004 playoff final against Huddersfield? Howard Webb? Mark Clattenburg, Mike Dean, or Stuart Atwell? Ooh, can you repeat them again? Howard <laughs> Webb, Mark Clattenburg, Mike Dean, or Stuart Atwell? 15 seconds. Ah, uh, I think the last one. You're saying Stuart Atwell. Okay, yeah. how sure are you, Mick? Well, it sounds a bit spy to me, so I'll go in. That's, that's, <laughs> that's his more of a guess than anything. Okay, thank you, Mick. Thanks oh. very much. We'll see how he gets on. Cheers, Mick. Uh, cheers, thank nice, you. Bye. bye. <laughs> so wow, we've got okay. your phone of friends saying My it's dad's logic well. His name sounds spy-writing, <laughs> so that's why. I mean, Shelly in the comments is screaming out Mark Clattenberg. You thought Mark Clattenberg. As soon as he said Mark Clattenberg. That, that, your dad hand. says Stuart Atwell. 50,000 points relies I mean, on this. I thought Give my, me dad, an answer. I thought my dad was not a knowledgeable bloke when it came to Mansfield. I mean, you, t- you speak to him about anything in the past and he'll, he'll know it. But Cammy's on the edge of his seat right now because he knows if you get this wrong, he is in the lead. I'm, Come on, Nate. I'm not going to go with my dad. I'm going to go with Mark Clattenberg. Final answer. My final answer. So that's my good instinct. Nathan, you had 20,000 points. Your dad was your phone a friend and was about as useful as a chocolate pie guard. <laughs> you said, sorry, Nick. Very nice. You, legend. Uh, you said Mark Clattenberg. You were right. Your dad yes! was wrong. 50,000 points. And you're never talking to him again. He <laughs> 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 did say, he did say, after you said I'll never speak to him again, that he'd get it wrong on purpose. I actually, I'm a bit disheartened now. I, <laughs> the Mansfield Matters podcast, ladies and gentlemen, breaking up families. And well, I've got his forest green ticket, so okay, I'm about choked on my tea then. <laughs> the question is now, you've got no lifelines remaining, but can you go ahead of Cam? You might as well play this, this question this because you can't lose, because you've got a guaranteed 50,000 points, all right? Yeah. 
for 75,000 points, which of these players has not scored an FA Cup hat-trick in a Stags shirt? Which of these players has not scored an FA Cup hat-trick in a Stags shirt? Again, in the comments, if you think you know the answer, scream them out. Jimmy Spencer, Richie Barker, Sam Klukas or Neil McKenzie, which of these has not scored an FA Cup hat-trick in a Stags shirt? Jimmy Spencer, Richie Barker, Sam Klukas or Neil McKenzie? No lifelines remaining. <coughs> Simon's nodding. Cam is drinking his teeth. I think. He doesn't know. Nathan, do you know? Well, I know Jimmy Spencer has, because that was this season. Um, I feel like Neil McKenzie has, but I don't know. I, I, this is going to have to be a sort of a guess. Well, I'm, You might as well play it. You can't, yeah, you might can't, as well. You can't walk away with anything less than 50,000 points. Actually... Oh, I was going to say Sam Crocus, but I feel like when he was at the club, we had a big win over somebody. Now, did he... Your gut instincts have served you well so far. I know, but I don't know what the gut instinct is on this one, but... I mean, Richie Barker probably, probably has. Oh, we'll go for... We'll go for Sam Crocus. that your final answer? Neil McKenzie was a legend, so he's probably done it. Um, yeah, Sam Crocus. Final answer? Uh, probably. Nathan, you had 50,000 points. You've still got 50,000 oh, points. Oh, so you're now tying with uh, Cam on that. The correct answer... Richie Barker? Was Richie Barker. Jimmy Spencer, obviously, against Geisley. Sam Klukas, you mentioned it. Uh, the big win against State Albans City. Scored four, I believe. Uh, Neil McKenzie did Humble it against... Uh, against or Bishop Stortford. Bishop Stortford um, at home in the 6-0 win. Um, Richie Barker scored twice against Rotherham. Didn't score a hat-trick. See, when you said Neil McKenzie and Sam Fuchs, I was thinking they're both midfielders, but so but I was thinking, have you thrown Richard Barker in there being a striker and being a goal scorer? But he's just one of them that still did, that just didn't do it in oh, the FA Cup. So there you go. Uh, this well, show not last. Show. Now, nobody's got a 75,000 point question. Simon, you're going to be in the hot seat next time around. How would you have done? Would you have got, You'd have got that right, so you'd have progressed. But would you have bowed out earlier, be honest? Would you have bowed out earlier than that? Uh, do you think you'd have lost earlier on, or you knew when I used my lifelines, you knew the answer, didn't you? So yeah, you yeah. probably wouldn't have used them. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next week <laughs> how you get on. Just a quick question: What happens if we all tie? Ooh, ooh! I've so not, not thought of that. Mean, to be honest, me and Nathan are tied. If Simon does worse or equal, not going to be a tie. or equal, then I'll fix it. It's going to be a tiebreaker. Rock, paper, scissors, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. The only way it can be solved. It's Craig, the quiz master. He'll black some I'll challenge you to a game of blindfold. Well, there you go. That's really hard to play. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's go back to the topics. Thank you very much, Nathan, for playing that. Much appreciated. And thanks very much to Mick as well. Any comments to Mick? Parting comments to Mick? Not talking to him. Just to get awkward. Keep it clean. Yeah. Now, um... I've just bought myself a. What do you call it? That rip up paper. You put it in. Shredder? That's it. Just bought myself a shredder and his, his uh, forest green ticket's going straight in there when I get it. Ooh. Ah, fair play. Uh, and thanks to you as well for playing along in the comments at home. Very helpful. If you, by the way, want to play Who Wants to Be a Stags Millionaire? Let us know. Drop us a, a message on through the page or, or, uh, or whatever uh, and get involved. And you could be playing Who Wants to Be a Stags Millionaire. It's. The, it's where it's all made up and the points frankly don't matter points that do matter though there are 30 points left to play for in this Skybet League 2 season 10 games to go where, 
what is the toughest fixture for you, Sam? And obviously, Notts County on Saturday, uh, big local derby, so the format goes out the window anyway. But looking at the last 10 games, biggest fixtures for you in there? Forest Green away. Interesting. Why? Because, they're, well, they're not down there now, but um, it's always a tough place to go. And obviously. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, just Forest Green away and perhaps Accrington at home as well because we always struggle against them and with them being top at league this time round, or maybe by the time we play them it's gonna to be tough. Probably. But Forest Green away I would say is gonna be the toughest. Nathan, what about you? I think Simon makes a good point. Obviously, it's a long way to go. Uh, it's a tar- narrow, tight pitch. You know, they're battling for the lives down there. They mm. want to secure football league survival. And you know, we could potentially be going to that game if the worst, in the worst case scenario, off the back of a defeat at Notts County. Hopefully, we're going into it off the back of a win at Notts County mm. or even a draw. You know, it's still up in the air, but it's a long way to go. And it's those games, isn't it? Especially with the two which follow it, which you've got to kick on. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, I think the fact that Accrington, they're, they're a bogey side, but never mind them being a bogey side. I mean, they're just on a, a ridiculous run at the minute, aren't they? They are the team, the informed team at the moment and uh, deservedly take that, that top place spot. So I think that's always going to be difficult. Looting away will be interesting. It, it probably depends on what they do between now and then. I mean, then you know they're, they are dropping, aren't they? So you could see that game as a possible... What a game there for the taking, and we always do pretty well, I think, against Luton, so that's a positive. But you say about the, the likes of Forest Green who are fighting for their lives, we've got that. I mean, you could say Port Vale to a certain extent if they lose their next two or three between when we play them. Um, that is right. Are they after uh, Forest Green after? Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Port Vale after Forest Green it's uh, Forest Green Accrington Luton Crew then Stevenage oh Crew they're aged away aren't they <laughs> never mind so uh, yeah forget Port Vale but you've got them down there Chesterfield down there you've got but a lot even of Crew game. I get your point because crew, crew. Are, crew are not out of it by any stretch of the exactly there's, there's, there's still a few teams that we've got left, left crew to play Crew at 19th uh, 37 points so only 7 points above the drop zone so it could, I mean, they so could be down there in, in that time the only team really that we're probably playing that's got nothing to play for really is probably Yeovil which by then, who knows where we where we'll be? We could be out of it, or you know, we could just be battling for a playoff space, or we could be right up there. So, I think you've got to look at every game now as, like, say, like cup finals, every single game. Can it's you look so at the, the form tables and, and and things like that yeah. ahead of Saturday's game? Uh, obviously, it'll be a tough game, but I think it's like I was just looking at the table. It's something like if we win by two clear goals at Notts County, we go above one. Which would be a massive stepping stone towards securing promotion and, and a massive lift in the dressing room oh, and around definitely. it as well, given the last couple of weeks. Definitely, so. and we've and we've seen on um, obviously the Friday night when we played Notts County, then the five 0 win, the three ones wins that we've had over the last few years as well. I think it's just the players need to react to that, and I think if we can get a positive result against Notts County, so three points, I think that hopefully. Or kick us into life and get us going, marching up towards the top. So if we win on Saturday, then we go into the top three. If we win by two clear goals f- for a certain amount of time, that's until Wickham play, obviously. But it makes just makes it that even a little bit more tight at the top. So I think it's just 
taking the game as it comes and just hopefully getting that positive result and taking the positive energy that comes from that game and just using it in every game that we've got left this season. It ha- it, there's massive pressure on it, isn't there, Nate? Because a win could do so, so much for us going forward, but a defeat on the yeah. flip side of it's it, and it's, it's... Literally read my mind now, which is about to say. If, um, if we do lose Saturday, that takes County six points clear of us. And you start looking at them as uh, that you know one would can play their game. Let's say they win it. You probably look at like the automatics are probably a bit out of reach. I know there's still a lot of games to go, but that's a really uphill task to try and get into that, isn't it? So then I think that's where it probably becomes a playoff battle, and that's that's a problem. With, that's how big of a game Saturday is. I mean, sometimes we do sit down in these sort of periods, and, and we have done in the past. You know, when we've been in these tight positions over the course of the season, we've sort of said. How many points would you want over this X amount of games? I'm not even going to do that now because looking at these games, every game we, is, is, we is a must win. We can't afford yeah. to, to drop it. We do need those 30 yeah. points. Hmm. I mean, you know, probably 22 would probably do it, but it, that's you, you don't want to be looking at that because then it comes to the end <coughs> and you're trying to play catch up and we don't want that situation. No. We've just got to go and take it one game by one game and... Every game almost is a cup final to, to coin the old phrase, isn't it? Mm. I mean, potentially, we you know look at the fixture we've got the next four. We could be right in the mix to to be automatic and even dare we say the c word if we win the next four, considering who we've got. But on the flip side of that, it could all be over. So it's it's one at a time, isn't it? And trying not to look too far down yeah, the line. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we could we could go to Notts County and beat them, and then like everybody's like, yeah, we've gone above them. Uh, to be fair, like what Cam says, if we get two clear goals on Saturday, we go above them. I ain't bothered about. I ain't bothered, I ain't bothered about that. Three points is more important. We could win one nil. Yeah, that a dummy. I don't want us to win one nil because it's proven the last two games that we can't hold a one goal lead. <laughs> so That's I'd want. Important. I'd want to go and get yeah. two or three if we're going to do that. You know, but um, you know, it's just every game is like like you say a cup final. So such a difficult running, isn't it? Yeah, very difficult. Yeah, I think if we do massive, if we're up there, I think we've we can definitely say we've earned it because it's going to be so 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 challenging. That in mind, with how much is on this, I mean personally, I don't care if we're playing Notts County or um, Nissa Shop Second Eleven Sunday B team on Saturday. <laughs> it's three points, and that's yeah, what matters. Yeah, I don't care who we play. It's three points. It's be a tough task against them. They're a good side, Nissa. They're a good, good side. Um, all seriousness, joking aside, um, is this the most hotly contested local derby against Notts County in years? Purely for the fact of both teams are battling for promotion, both teams are battling for at least the very least a playoff spot. And if you look at Mansfield's record against Notts County in the last five, six games or so, it's the Stags who've been on top. Nolan will be desperate for a win over the Stags, and Flickcroft needs a win. Is, does that make it the most hotly contested? Without a doubt, so much line on it, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, I for 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 my what eighteen years or whatever I've been going to watch tags. I've been to a lot of uh, Notts County matches in that time, but I don't think I've ever been to one this big in in my time anyway. It's huge, isn't it? And the importance mm. after that is. You know, we heard Comrade Logan talking earlier about um, the crowds and getting yourself up for the game. You look at Notts County, it's, it's a lot of money to, to shell out. Obviously, Notts County not far down the road. It's a nice little trip. And then the week after, the long trip to, to Forest Green. It's as important to get fans to Forest Green as it is to get to Notts County, isn't it, surely, Si? 
Yeah, yeah. You you look at when we when we play people like Notch County and Lincoln and Chesterfield, there's always like four thousand to five thousand away fans. Yet at home we struggle to get four and that includes away fans as well. And it's like why why do they always turn up for these big games? Why why can't they come to the home games? So yeah, we 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 do have a good following away from home to be honest. So if we can if we can get them down to Forest Green, then yeah, the more the merrier. We haven't the given many tickets for Forest Green, have we? So I mean, no. you've got one to give away. <laughs> You'd like to think, yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. One going here, my dad's not going anywhere. So uh, <laughs> you got one you know. to give away. <laughs> but yeah, so but you'd like to think if we can take four thousand to uh, to County away, um, surely we can sell out what we've been given for Forest Green because I'm, I'm sure it's only a few hundred, isn't it? We've actually been given, so surely yeah. we we should be able to sell that out. So. Yeah, and there's only actually about 40 which are actually seated for mm. disabled supporters, so mm. it's all going to be crammed behind the goal, which makes it for a good atmosphere, to be fair, Sorry, as well. Yeah. Uh, also, finally, as we look ahead to uh, Saturday's game, we'll do predictions in a moment, and what you would put as a, as a team. We alluded to it earlier. If you want to get yours in the comments, uh, you've got a, about a minute or so to do that. Let us know what your team would be. For Saturday, but before we do, obviously the, the Sunday side of things to take care of. Um, again, the two teams will be contesting the Matt Salmon uh, Memorial Trophy in memory of the former Stags and uh, Notts County uh, physio who sadly lost his battle uh, with illness, I think last year. And obviously the Stags current holders of that, but always nice. Now I think it's a great thing to be able to put rivalry aside, isn't it, Cam, to come together and, and keep somebody's memory alive. Definitely, and then. You see in a lot of um, a lot of uh, different games. Obviously, you see. Uh, fair enough, it's a little bit more hotly contested. Obviously, Derby and Forest they have the the Brian Clough Trophy. It's just something that mm. both teams have got something on a common ground and both respect why it's there and what it's there to remember. And obviously, we had the minutes applause uh, for Matt. I presume they'll do the same on Saturday. Possibly, as well. possibly, yeah. But obviously, we did that earlier this season both teams got behind it the benches did the fans did so hopefully if we can get something like that sorted then that'll be great I just want to see John Radford lift that trophy again though just, <laughs> yeah, just to keep that nice, it? that spirit of Matt Matt's still around in Mansfield because he obviously he mattered a lot to the team because he was the physio for a lot he was also part of the youth setup as well so he's not only affected the the, the current team but he's also affected the future stags yeah well. his, uh, his memory also lives on at the ground with mm. the uh, the treatment room in his name mm. uh, as well the one thing I hope and I say this in all seriousness I know uh, it's tough because it's a local derby so you are bound to get the odd pocket of fans who were not there for the football who were there for an excuse to go out drinking in Nottingham mm. an excuse to maybe have a little bit of a, a scuffle with opposing fans which is completely wrong it's got no place for football in my book whatsoever but regardless of the reasons why people are there one I hope they get behind the players and, and support them but two and this is more importantly I hope when things like a minute's applause or the trophy presentation or whatever is done to honour a person's memory it's a person who gave everything to both football clubs and was professional in that they need to remember that and respect that 
and, yeah. and that's the thing above all else for me which, yeah, which yeah. really does it's matter completely uh, Dave in the comments says uh, personally we don't care about uh, about Clancy uh, it leaves every match as long as we uh, beat the Spyrites to send them down on the 14th of April <laughs> fair enough that's, that's fair enough. I'm not even looking ahead to that but I'm sure we'll be saying the same uh, in a few weeks time on uh, the podcast prediction time then Nathan and I want your lineup as well what would you go with to try and get David Flickcroft his first victory as Stags boss um, I think I'd probably agree to a certain extent with what was it Craig that said earlier yeah. he put his team in like I say a couple of changes I'd, I'd probably Mal Benning in there and just give us that that change in, in formation when we need to defend and attack etc obviously I'd, I've already said I'd put McDonald in a more attacking role um, you made a good point if Menace is fit both him and McDonald could switch around and how you know whenever they need to um, all depends on who's fit and who's not doesn't it but for me hopefully Angle doesn't start Although, but if he does I hope he also, also puts me wrong as well so uh, but um, yeah that I'm not going to name the 11 I'll be here all night but um, score just a bit more attacking and uh, this goal isn't it I don't, I don't like giving these scores because then don't Simon yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. key players that you would have in don't go for a lineup. but the, 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 give me three players you, you'd have in uh, you got a good answer, spine, haven't you? You got to got Danny Rose, Alex McDonald, and Reese Bennett. <laughs> yeah. I'd honestly no, say, say the same as Simon. To be honest, yeah, the just the key players that have have just shown this season the the t- determination that they've had, how well they've performed in games. Fair enough, they've not had great games every game, but they've always put one hundred percent effort into it. And they know how big these games are, and they understand how much they actually mean to the fans. So as long as they they turn up and they perform like we know they can, then there's no reason why we can't go out and beat Notts County. Not at all. Certainly so. so. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Come uh, come Saturday afternoon. If you can get yourself down to Middle Lane, obviously sold out the the allocation. So if you've got a ticket. Do get behind the boys. Earlier on, at the very start of the show, we gave, we launched our brand new feature, um, Oddballs. Weird name, but it's all good fun. Um, we asked you which one of these is the odd one out of these former Stags and Notts County players. Matt Somner, John Thompson, Karen Freeman and Mark Stellard. Nathan, give me a name. I don't know, actually, because the theory that I had in my head, I think, is <laughs> wrong. Um, I was going to say Mark Stellard, but okay. it's wrong. That's what I would the same much style of. Interesting, Cam. I haven't got a clue, but yeah. Okay. Nathan, why were you going to say Mark Stellard? Because I thought it was who's played for all three Nottinghamshire teams. Um, but then I then I thought about it more and I don't feel obviously Matt Sumner has, so I don't know. Interesting theory. You know, that that was the exact same thing. <laughs> well, you're both wrong. Hey. And the theory was, obviously, both have played all... All four have played for both states and Notts County. Three played for Notts County before playing for Mansfield. One played for Mansfield before playing for Notts County. Does that help? No? Nathan's thinking. Cam? Does that ring the bells for you? No. no. So who was it? Matt, Matt Sumner. Sumner. No. Who was it? Sumner, who else? Uh, Matt Freeman. Sumner, uh, John Thompson, Karen Freeman and Mark Sellard. Three, the Stallard, then, three no, for County Stallard before Stakes, one Mansfield before yeah. County. Uh, he, he smashed in loads of goals against Mansfield <laughs> yeah. before coming Sumner to us. Then, yeah. You're going Sumner? Yeah. yeah. 
wasn't it? It was Karen Freeman. Was it? Yeah, I think Karen. he went there after. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on loan at Forest. No, he was a Forest, Forest, Forest to us because he was the first player to ever play for all three Nottinghamshire clubs in consecutive matches. Mm. Played for us, and then he went back to Forest for a game, then got loaned out to County. <laughs> but he was the he's the one out of those four who played for us before playing for County. Somner, Thompson, and Stallard had all played for County before playing for us. Yeah. So there you go. We'll have another one of those at the same time next week. Plus uh, more uh, from uh, within the stake camp, and of course anything you want to say because this is the show for the fans by the fans the place to have your say on your team because Mansfield really does matter Saturday 1 o'clock kickoff, Meadow Lane the third time the Stags have locked horns with Notts County this season earlier of course in Skybet League 2 and on that Tuesday night in the Checker Trade Trophy where the Stags managed to beat Notts County to make progression and keep their hopes alive can David Flickcroft in his third week in charge in his third game in charge of the Stags in the third meeting between the Stags and Nuts County this season secure three big points whatever you're doing if you've got a ticket be loud be proud and get behind Mansfield Town FC with ten games to go there's a feeling in the air that the balloon might be deflating a little bit all you've got to do is believe and you never know what's around the corner. See you at the same time next week, 6.30-ish, on facebook.com forward slash MCFC Matters. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. I'm Craig Priest, he's Cam Felton, he's Simon Mercer, he's Nathan Edge, who's disowned his dad. (laughs) See you next week. Good night. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.